0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Self Time, your Pokemon Go PvP podcast with myself, Zacharias, and our host as always, Thidricker.
1: Gothendai and, and Herzlinger. This is a fun, exciting, different cup for most of you all, especially if you started playing in the last year. Because um, I remember Continentals was the same style of cup, but I think that's the last point-based cup we've had in a while.
0: Um, it feels a long time
1: yeah, so a lot of difficult team building in all of the best ways, fun team building, diverse team building, which is something I know I'm looking forward to after the last two months. So yeah, let's let's jump into talking about the forged cup. Yeah, so how many dwarven blacksmiths does it take to screw in a light
0: bulb? There, Didrikar.
1: Uh, I believe the number is thirteen in one <laughs> hobbit.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. He got it in one. And um, yeah, so I, I didn't get my money. I wanted it to be a Festia's cup, but uh, they didn't didn't see fit. They went straight for Forge. A um, bit too obvious, you know, but whatever. Um, so this cup is an interesting format cup. We've got 17 points and we need to pick from the eight-point tier, the four-point tier, two-point tier, and the one-point tier to make that 17 points. The bands are the usual of Megas this time we've no dragons except we kind of do we've no steels we've no darks and we don't have anything from hoenn region except Tropius on that graphic and i still haven't actually gotten an answer whether that's a, a real mm. yeah or not <laughs> but yeah it's it's a it's an interesting cup for those like you say who aren't familiar with this type of building it can be a bit of a headache Yeah. so we're here to help you through and try and build some interesting ideas and guide your team building for this fun cup.
1: Yeah. um, So basically you have to bring six Pokemon and you cannot have more than 17 points overall for your team. Any potential mixture, which means there are limited options of eights, fours, twos, and ones uh, to build them out. So let's talk about what are basically the only three teams I expect we're going to see other than people who are looking to live dangerously and really just run the um, 6-2 or 6-1-point team. Um, but the actual most likely teams you are going to break down. I think 90% of the meta will be two of them, and maybe 10% will be the third option. And we're also going to learn here why you don't let the Norse scholar write the script for the podcast, as <laughs> now we get to um, for Zacharias to try and read runes, because instead of using boring things like an A, a B, or a C, We've got here for you Fay Wraith, and Ir, our three uh, Futhark runes, uh, which felt more appropriate. Fay of course, meaning wealth for our eight-point team, Wraith meaning rider or ride for our cover-everything team, and then Ir, you, the team that you have a prayer's chance to win with. Uh, <laughs> so I've broken these down for you. Um, so we got three types of teams. The, as I've, labeled it the Fay team. We have one eight-point Mon, one four-point Mon, one two-point Mon, and three one-pointers. This is a 17-point total team maximizing our points. Um, our second type is the Wraith team. That is three four-pointers, two two-pointers, and a one-pointer. These two teams are going to make up the majority of the meta. Um, in the last two Pragnus Cups I looked at, it was about a 50-50 split between those two options. Uh, I think they, they're they the only two that use all 17 points, and that makes them very valuable, uh, very good. Um, and then the IR team is one eight-pointer, three two-pointers, and two one-pointers. Um, so those are the three types of teams you're going to be seeing. You can build a team with worse point values than that, but because there's a fairly accurate weighting of most of the Mons. You really don't want to go too far down unless you just really want to try and have the glory of saying, I won with only six points, which is yeah. fair. That is that is that is an achievement. I feel like there should be a sylph badge for that. Um, but generally speaking, this is mostly what you're going to see. So with that in mind, before we break down those three team types, uh, tell us what we can expect kind of generally speaking, from each of the tiers uh, for what we
0: get. The eight-point, like you'd expect, are the Mons that have the highest win rates, and they're the ones that you're going to see most often, really, like the ones that we have seen over the past few Cups, so and in general, go Battle League. So you're going to see your Proslas, you're going to see your Cresselia, you're going to see your Cofagrigus, your Flame, your Trevenant, your Azumarill all the the kind of classics that are allowed in this cup, they're all reserved in the eight-point list. So you're limited then to say, well, realistically, you're going to get one of those, and that's going to maybe not hamstring your team, but it's going to limit your other selection. So like you were saying, the option then is if you've picked an eight, you're not going to get to, you're definitely not going to get to pick another one but also you're limiting how you pick the rest of your your pokemon so if you go with an eight pointer you're not getting two four pointers so it means you have to pick wisely a few on that you know are going to be your your real classic lots of wins bulky safe and a few on the list maybe are are not your classic top tier picks but in this meta are slightly broken, let's say, or they they would warp the meta if they weren't put into the eight point pick. So for the most part, bulky, safe, high win rate, and a few of them kind of pseudo meme, but also would be very damaging in the right hands in this meta. And then you've got the four point picks. These again are ones that you're gonna see all the time in Go Battle League or in other cups, but this time you're getting a lower win rate typically They're still usually bulky or safe. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of of damage coming out of these four-point picks. This, I think, is where you're going to see cores built around two four-points. Then you've got the two-pointers. The two-pointers, they're still good Pokemon. I mean, they're all good Pokemon, but except, you know, the the odd pick here and there. But you're going to see a lot less win rate out of these two-point picks it comes down to more what your team needs to answer, I think. And where you want to have, maybe if you need a little bit of extra bulk, you can pick a bulky Pokemon, even if it might not be that safe. It'll round out your team, let's say with the two point picks. And then the one point picks, usually to fill out some coverage, but typically not going to be high win rate Pokemon. They're going to be the ones that you need in a pinch or have an answer to something that you didn't have an answer to in the rest of your picks so they're just going to finish your team typically unless like you say you want to go crazy and run six one pointers in which case you know that's going to be your team let alone rounding it out so best of luck to you so that that is the the, top, the total picks. You've got your eight pointers, four pointers, two pointers, and one
1: pointers. Yeah, another good way to kind of think of it is think about a um, inverted pyramid. Eight has the most wins. One has the fewest. The fewer points you get, the narrow they are. The narrower they are in the job they do. So there are plenty of really good one point Mons at, like doing one thing. Um, Heracross is a great fighter, and it will win your fighting matches for you, but it doesn't have nearly the coverage as uh, Shadow Machamp, which is your two-point fighter because of Rock Slide on a shadow Pokemon just lets it hit a lot of other stuff. So we're getting narrower as we kind of shrink down in our point value. Um, but that doesn't mean that the one-pointers aren't very good and valuable, and we'll highlight those in a minute. Um, so with that's, that's great. With that kind of idea, we should look at how you want to build a team. Um, so if you're going to build why, why would you want to build an eight-point team with the Fae team? Well, you've got to build around your eight-pointer. Um, you've got to pivot around this. It is half of your points or almost half of your points, which means you should expect it to show up in every match you play, spe- unless their team is specifically designed to counter that Pokemon. Um, because the meta is so broad, it will be very hard for anyone to bring more than two answers for an eight-pointer without really just stacking their team against it. So most of the time, you should be expecting to run your eight-pointer. And that means you want to build around its weaknesses and put your four and two-pointer towards covering those. And then generally speaking, you'll bring the one-pointers in, right? So you're going to want to be essentially for your pick three running eight four two or eight four one in most matchups, which can kind of tell your game plan to the opponent, but the strength of your eight-pointer can often not matter whether or not they know where you're coming from. If you can get a clear path for your eight-pointer to win, it should be your win con most of the time, unless it's your safe swap, then it's your fallback plan that's always there for you. What about our next team cop?
0: Yeah, so this would be definitely more the way I'm thinking going with, triple four double two and a one so like you were saying before you're getting your max 17 but you're not going with any of those eight point picks so while you're sacrificing the safety and bulk of those eight point picks you're not telegraphing your play style or your ambition maybe quite as much so you know not telling them area you're going to lean into you know, your eggs aren't in one basket. You've got three options of a strong four-point pick to bring into whatever matchup. You don't feel like you have to get those points back, if that was the way of thinking about it. And there's lots of very solid picks, lots of picks with really good coverage, and lots of really good bulk in that four-point slot. So there's a lot of safety there, and a lot of utility Pokemon that can definitely bring the hurt and keep people on their toes. this meta, I think especially with the kind of leaning of this meta, the banning of most dragons, pretty much all dragons, and basically, you know, no darks, no steals, means that you have a really interesting way of having the meta. So in theory, you've Pokemon that are safe, that weren't usually safe in the open Go Battle League. So some of those are in four point picks, and they might not be Pokemon that people are super familiar with, um, which might be interesting and then it's onto the two-pointers.
1: Yeah, so then we've got our, our final pick, our ear, which is only 16 points, so you're already losing a point because they won't let you run seven Pokemon. Um, but this is an eight-pointer, three twos and two ones. So you're trading out a four for two twos uh, functionally. Um, you're still building around your eight. It is still your most important piece. But with fewer ones, you get a little bit more diversity in building a s- different safe teams around your eight-pointer. Um, so while you will lack some of your... 4 power at um, in this build, uh, you might have to rely on harder counters to protect your pivot, your eight. Um, I don't suspect we'll see many people running this, but I do think you can successfully build around this team, especially if you're trying to go like ABB maybe, um, with your A always being your eight, and then you can build two BB teams and and build that way. Um, Because then if they guess wrong and they are running uh, a narrower team, they could be in real trouble. But I don't suspect we'll see as much, but it's definitely an option. So then, which team is the right team for you? What do you say?
0: I think, like I was saying before, I think the, the way I'm flavored is definitely going for the not eight pick. But if you're more into the, the particularly heavy hitting or the particularly bulky safe then maybe those eight point picks are are the way you want to lean and you know i definitely think there are pokemon in that eight point list that will nearly convince anyone that they want to go into that team building so if you think that you're somebody who really wants to get in with just a hard lead like it's gonna have a, a good win rate you know that your pokemon has a good win rate so like you say it will be the a all the time that's where you can go. You can consider that as your playstyle du jour. Pick your Pokemon your to always lead that's going to get you the, the shield advantage or get you a win, or have a seriously heavy charger that sees play constantly in, in Go Battle League and is guaranteed to put the hurt or at least put shield pressure. Maybe you're more inclined to say, okay, well, no, I don't want that. Maybe you like to be able to swap it up match to match. You don't want to be predictable. You don't want to be running the same ABB or the same A over and over with a BC or a BB behind it. Maybe you want to have three Pokemon that you can juggle between to solve different problems. So maybe that's where you want to be. You want to have the, you know, maybe a bulk, a charger, and a heavy hitter, three fours maybe is the way you want to go with the two twos and a one to back it up or maybe you really do want that eight but also you want to share out the points between the two pointers rather than dig into one four so then maybe like you say you have to sacrifice that one point it's not that you need to hit the 17 points like that's not required and there's nothing to say that you know, dropping a two-pointer to pick up a one-pointer, even if you're on the, the first two team builds that we're suggesting. If you say, well, actually, I don't really want a lone Graveler. I want Sudabudo. They do different jobs, but they're both rock types. They're both going to, you know, hopefully wall the flyers and hit them hard. I'm going to drop the two-pointer and pick up the one-pointer. There's nothing wrong with that. You can do that. You can play however you want to play. So... There's definitely something to be said for distributing the points as you want them to be distributed and also picking the Pokemon that you think suit your, your wants in that moment.
1: Yeah, for sure. So to help you all decide what team to build, um, let's we'll do a breakdown of each of our tiers. Our eight-pointers, our four-pointers, our two-pointers, our one-pointers. Now, caveat here, we're giving our general weightings and opinions and the team comps we see them showing up in. But I would say, generally speaking, every Mon is eligible in this cup, except for you, Jolteon. We've got, what, five good electrics in one point? Jolteon, you're not it. Why Niantic didn't give it Pin Missile or something instead of just another electric move for the EV Community Day is beyond me. The second EV Community Day, the first one I got last resort, which is definitely not a move you're going to want to lean on here. But yeah. If you've got the right supporting cast, I think most of the one-pointers have use and or play. I definitely think there's a few that are so bad, there are probably better mons that do the same thing in one point. But generally speaking, I think it's pretty open if you build the right supporting cast for it. Um, So remember overall in your team building, um, you want a nice balance of strong wins and safe back lines because you don't want to flip the gamble on winning coin flips and getting the lead every time um it's just not likely unless one of your pokemon your opponent didn't expect at all and then you always win the lead as was the case in one of my practice cups where i was like oh no one's been running dugong so i'm not going to worry about it boom round one dugong well went zero three that time nothing i can do about that so aside from those instances you want to expect to lose the lead and find a way to win it back sometimes let's start with the eight pointers first of all what are your uh, overall thoughts of what I have deemed the Eliminates.
0: It's um, only get worse, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> took me a moment there. <laughs> um, I think, for me, I like Frostless. You know, I think I'm going to see Frostless because people like to run it. I think there's going to be the want to bring heavy, heavy bulk so something like Lickitung or chrysalia, and both of those and frostlass being in the top kind of has an almost, you know, rock, paper, scissors to it in and of itself. So people are gonna to want to have solutions to all three of those. So I'm, I'm thinking that those three are gonna put the pressure down the rest of the pyramid or up the rest of the pyramid, depending on how you look at it. Um, while there are others like Nidoqueen, especially Shadow Queen that are absolute favourites in Go Battle League, and I can see being really popular here. Um, Diggersby, somewhat, you know, very safe lead um, in this meta, I think. And somewhat Cofagrigus. I mean, ghosts are, because of Lickitung, I think ghosts feel a dangerous pick, where Frostlass can be an ice type more than a ghost type in a lot of feelings. And um, something like Kafagrigus can get very hardwalled by the normals. So yeah, I, I think my overall thoughts really are that we're gonna see a lot of, of Lickitung and Chrysalia, And I can imagine seeing a lot of Frostlass and queen as well. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, I think there's just, uh, there's always gonna be people who feel good running Azumarill, um, it's just, it's there. And it doesn't lose hard um, almost all the time and because people probably aren't going to bring a razor leafer. Um, There will be electrics, but Azumarill is usually bulky enough that it can still get some chip in, if nothing else. Poisons aren't super rampant because there's a lot of psychics. I'm not saying Azumarill is the best pick. I'm just saying people will bring it um, because Azumarill is just the the queen of bulk right now. Um, And the king is is Lickitung. So I suspect we're going to see the most of those. Chrysalia has been seeing more and more play. Araquanid is new and very bulky. So we'll see that. I think those are going to be the most likely candidates to show up. So you want to make sure you cover them. I don't think we're going to see Tapu Fini. I just think Azumarill is what people have built and better uh, for this meta. I don't think we're going to see Nine Ninetales. I don't think it's particularly strong in what's going on now. Um... I want to see Wobbuffet. I love when Wobbuffet shows up. Seems unlikely, um, because this is a meta that's very much designed to deal with counter, or not counter, psychic types. Um, And so even with counter, if you get Wobbuffet locked against a bug, it's still going to go down. Um, And it still loses to your ghosts and your Lickitung. So while I want Wobbuffet to be great, I'm not convinced it, it's going to see much play. Same for Talonflame. Like in the right matchup, Talonflame is amazing. But being fire-type, I think, hurts it more in this cup than helps it. Um, I think we've got better Brave Birders in the lower tiers for people yeah. not to drop eight points on Talonflame. So let's start with, we're going to introduce a, a new favorite thing. Uh, we None of that boring A to F tier. We are the Godzilla to Gorosaurus tier, which we'll be ranking them on here. Uh, so our top picks, obviously, are Godzilla. Our secondary choices are Ghidorah. Our third choices are Gigan. Our fourth choices are Gabara, the worst bully in the world. And then our fifth choices are Gorosaurus, who is embarrassing and shouldn't be even in the Kaiju verse. Um, so tell us how you're ranking our eight picks.
0: So I think my Godzilla, realistically, is going to be Frostless because it is just the the queen of swap ins I, I have had a lot of great cups using it and um, I think I mentioned before on the podcast the one time I don't want to run it is when I'm running it in mirror matches if I'm going to pick an 8 pointer I could see it being it I think my Ghidorah or Ghidorah, um would be probably Lickitung because I really like bulk and I've had I've had mine a while and used at a decent amount in cups and a decent amount of success and I don't see there being too many hard walls to it and it keeps the ghosts honest which I can see there being there's a few good one point and two point pick ghosts then it'll then fall to Cresselia, A Queen and then I think Diggersby I think not to say the Diggersby isn't an embarrassment, but um, it would be probably be my my fifth out of the the five there.
1: Okay, interesting picks. Um, I think um, I think Lickitung reigns supreme in this meta. I just think Lickitung is always safe and always good. Um, it basically just needs to avoid Shadow Machamp, and then it otherwise is not going to get a hard loss. Um, other normals like Beware can definitely beat it and other fighters can beat it too, but it's just safe. It's bulky. You rarely need to shield um, in the losses to get something weak enough down to farm down. Um, I just think Lickitung's at the top. I don't I don't see anything pushing it out in terms of utility. Um, I think Cress is going to be number two. I think people just love Cresselia. Um, I think the success Chrysalia found at regionals um, by great players like Lurgan Rocket um, just makes people see how much bulk it's got, even if its losing matchups. Psycho Cut lets it get to its charge moves pretty quickly. It's got a versatile set of charge moves, so it's got lots of coverage. Um, you can run Fairy or Psychic depending on what you feel you need for the rest of your team. Um, so I see it being really popular. Uh, third pick, this is a tougher one. I think. I think it's going to be Trevenant. We're seeing a lot of water types. There's a lot of good versatile water types in this meta. Um, so I really think that Trevenant is our, is going to make some play, make some show up. So I'm going to put that at my Gigan level. Uh, my Gabara level, I'm going to put Araquanid. Um, it's new. It's super bulky. It's got bubble beam. Uh, which people just love debuff moves. So you can throw that and duck out or swap in and get debuffs and get some damage in all good, all versatile. Um, and then my Gorosaurus pick. <sighs> I think it's a toss up. Um, I think probably we're going to see shadow. I know we're going to see shadow needle Queens. So I think that's my number five. Um, but I think nipping at its heels is a Zumurel. I think there's enough. Rocks and Fires that I don't think we're going to see as much frost less. I definitely think it has play compared to the other options. I just don't think it's going to see the breakthrough that it often sees because of so many good answers to it this time. Um, mostly because I think we're going to see a lot of, and we'll talk about this when we get to lower numbers, um, Canto Ninetales, which is going to blow it away. Uh, so if I had to pick my final list, I would put Ligatung, Cresselia, Trevenant, Araquanid, Shadow Nidoqueen. Uh, I'm trying to put together a Wobbuffet team because I've got a perfect Wobbuffet already powered up and I want to use him. He's like Chansey, but viable. So like I'm trying to make him work, but it's really hard to dump eight points on Wobbuffet. I think he and Chansey are mostly up in this tier so that people don't run them uh, yeah. rather than that. They are equally diverse in power. Not to say that they're not viable or, or, or usable, but I don't think that they are the all-stars they should be. Shadow Obama Snow, people really love it. And Azumarill, people also really love. I think they'll show up. I just don't think they're going to be as powerful or as good. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the eight-point tier. You've got a lot of good options if you want to run one of these. They're always very strong. And there's a lot of great opportunities here. So why don't we jump into the little more nitty-gritty. All right, so tell us about our four power options. <laughs> I told you the puns are they go down
0: yeah okay so i think to follow on directly from you mentioning um canto nine Tales, yeah I, I think realistically it just wins so many matchups especially the shadow variant and following on from vancouver play regionals i think there's a lot of people who've recognized the absolute power of shadow canto nine Tales. there's just going to be it's going to be everywhere it, it was gonna already, and now that's gonna be the the boost it needed, I think, to really see more play. Shout out to see-
1: Cindy for running Shadow Ninetales with Ember um, yeah, taking home the Vancouver win. So kudos. Uh great work. Nice, uh, Yeah, yeah. Love it.
0: And um, so that's definitely Godzilla who's here for me. I think it's probably gonna have to be Pidgey Up or Knockdown. Um, I know they both. Realistically, I think Pidgeot is is the the Gittera. Mm. and Noctail doesn't fit the bill as well. But I'm kind of sticking them in as interchangeable because yeah, yeah.
1: they're they they're both bulky birds that do flying damage. Um, yeah. The one is, do you want a debuff or do you want ghost damage? Um, exactly. But I think functionally they're they're pretty interchangeable.
0: Yes. Yeah, I do so think I,
1: Pidgeot's I, a little better, though. Yeah,
0: it is. I I think it is better. Um, I think Feather Dance and Dip out can be just painful to play against. I just don't like using Gust, which is funny. I, I don't mind incinerates, but for some reason, Gust just annoys me. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking them in with not. Yeah. I think then, oh, I don't know, Gigan, probably, I'm gonna just going to say Munchlax, Snorlax, Licky Licky. Basically, it's mini Lickitung. If you're not wanting to drop your eight points, you can just drop four. I feel like, okay, they, they might not be as utility, they might not be as safe, but they do hit pretty hard, especially Shadow Snorlax. It can be a, a real pain to play yeah. against in the right hands. Um, and Licky Licky isn't isn't bad. I haven't built one, so I haven't actually played it, but I've played against it a good few times. For four points, you know, 50% discount, and you're still getting a you know similar chunk of the wins. I think it's worth it. Then I feel like Hypno. People love running Hypno. It's very utility. You know, you can go crazy and run Focus Blast or you could stick with Shadow Ball and have your Ice Punch or Fire Punch or whatever you need to fill out your team. And then down at the Gorosaurus, I think, I want to say Shadow, Alolan Marowak, but I don't know how many we're going to see. Because I don't know how many people have them TM'd. And the shadow is really... Looks to perform a lot better. If I had one TM'd, I think I'd be running it.
1: Yeah, there's a chance that they let us TM during GoFest. They did last year. That'd be um, nice. So I'm, I'm, I wouldn't bank on it for sure. But there is a chance because they know people are going to get new shadows and stuff during GoFest. Because they always have Rocket Pop every hour. There are still announcements yet to come at the recording of this for GoFest. So if that happens... I definitely think we'll see more of it. We'll see an uptick on it. Um, yeah. And I've also seen people running the return shadow bone variant of it, of the non-shadow version, uh, which is interesting. I'm not, because I guess, I guess bone club is just a terrible move. We get that. So if you use shadow bone for baits instead of in return as a closer, because there are no steel types in this. So your, your biggest uh, threat to return is gone. So it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, um, I do think there are going to be a lot of Shadow K-Tails. I think maybe the meta is going to be over-prepared for them because of the reason success. Uh, so because of that, I'm going to put Pidgeot Knocked Owl in my Godzilla tier. I think Pidgeot is better than Knocked Owl in my personal experience. I, I like running Gust. I love Gust and Incinerate moves because um, I just feel like even in neutral matchups, I'll just go straight Feather Dance um, and just beat them down absorb it. And then I can throw a parting feather dance or a parting brave bird on whatever comes in. Um, So it worked. I I ran it twice in two practice cups. And I love Pidgeot showed up in over 70% of my games Um, and never felt like a liability. So I do really like Pidgeot here. Uh, For my Ghidorah tier, uh, this may be, it's maybe a hot take. Um, Stunfisk. I, I ran it and it pairs it's speaking of building a nice core. The Pidgeot Stunfisk Core, I found, was covering everything I wanted. Um, Stunfisk hits flyers, it hits poisons, um, it just wants to avoid grasses, and otherwise, it's doing pretty well. Uh, like, even against one of the most common one-pointers, which we'll talk about, is Samurott, it resists all the Fury Cutter, it can eat one Hydro Cannon, um, and it can still get to two Discharges, three if you shield uh, so, like, I just, it feels like the safest four-point swap, um, which is always something you're looking for out of the eight-pointers is what's a safe swap. Uh, so, that's my Ghidorah. My Gigan ranking, uh, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of hot picks here, I think. Uh, Wigglytuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just think Charm is a great move. Uh, Charm is just so powerful. And Wigglytuff is better than Sylveon because Wiggly and Granbull um, I guess you could run Shadow Bramble if you want to go pure charm, and it's a nightmare. Um, but Wigglytuff's normal typing lets it pick up all the ghosts, basically. is why I think Wigglytuff is the best of all of our charmers at the four tier. Uh, then my Gobara... I think it's going to be Mew. Um, just because Mew can cover anything you need it to cover. You've got to have 50 TMs for it, but... <laughs> Um mu is that, that glue that'll hold any team comp together. Um, depending on what you need it to do, it does lots of great things. And I'm I'm a big advocate for Mew. Um and then down in Gorosaurus tier. I mean, I think realistically it's going to be hippo hypno, but just to be different, I'm gonna say Greedent. Greedent is your other fast body slam on, so it's not a liquor. Um, and bullet seed does add up when water types are there. And it's got crunch, so that it absolutely destroys your ghosts. Um, normal type with crunch is you just, you win, you wall it. Uh, and it's got fast, fast body slam, stab. So I really do like Greedent in this meta. Uh, it's not as safe because it doesn't have quite the bulk of the liquors, and it doesn't hit super effective against fighting types. So it's gonna lose harder in those matchups. But overall, I really do like Greedent. Um, The energy gain and the fast body slams just makes it a pretty safe swap, which is really if you look at my list, what most of my picks are, are which mons are the safest swaps um, because that's what I really like in the uh, four-pointers is is finding a good safe swap. Pidgeot is not a good safe swap uh, because Pidgeot's got lots of walls, but Pidgeot just has great damage, uh, which is why it's at my top. Um, I think it's Phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, so those are my four-point picks. Uh, I like the four-point tier the most. I think there's so many good options in here. I, I think all of the liquors are great. I think Air Marowak is great. I think Golbat is going to have play. It's going to show up. Galvantula always shows up. People love Galvantula. It's a safe swap. Um, Politoed is another great safe swap that shows up a lot. Dugong, as I said, people weren't running it and then I just lost because I didn't have a Dugong answer. And Dugong is amazing. It's bulky, it's got icy wind. So it's, it's a very, very safe swap if they don't swap in a fast, hard counter user or a fast, hard electric or grass type. Um, and grass type even then isn't enough because of all of the ice damage from Dugong often. So I definitely think this is one of the better tiers for team building and picking options. I think there's a lot of great choices there as well for it. All right. So let's talk about our two skin Raiders. Yeah. (laughs) Even worse, (laughs) but yeah. So the two pointers is where every team is going to have some two pointers. Um, So this is where you really want to kind of look. And I probably would start with two points and build out from there. Um, I wouldn't start with one points because they're usually so narrow, but two points are broad enough. You can really find what you like your winning picks to be um so take tell us about your two point picks
0: okay so i think for me i was looking at it almost the other way around I'm wanting it to be the thing to round out my team so mm. i think yeah go for it now that it kind of flavors it i think alone and graveler and um, maybe just because i've been using it a lot lately and we're just hot off the alone golem community day i think that that's maybe it's it's not quite godzilla tier but i'm going to put it in as godzilla tier okay i think you know to, the the elephant in the room is rangaru everybody is running that because it it has a lot of wins but i'm just i'm not going to put it on my list um i just while i ha- i enjoyed using it in firefly cup and i i built one straight away a nice 1500 i just don't feel like i want to use it in this cup mm. um, so you know I don't know. I'm just gonna live with that. I think for my Gitara, I want to say McCargo. Again, I'm going in for a rock type. Hmm. The water types do scare it obviously a lot, but it will answer the nine tails and it stands on its own pretty well against a lot of the eight point picks. Yeah. So I, I like I like the cargo. Um, I like the bulk of um alomalola. That's yeah. that one, I think. Um
1: well it you sh- I feel like it should be alola mola, but it's not. It's Alomomola. It's yeah. it's double M instead of double l. Ridiculous, yeah. I say.
0: <laughs> so that I think is going in as my Gaigan. and um, I'm sort of tossing up the idea of a counter user. So for me, maybe, maybe primeape, I have Primape, and Toxicroak all in a line. And I'm kind of just looking at each of them going maybe, maybe, maybe. And then to round it out, I think it's Quagsire for me. Um, I think if I had a rock Midnight Form,
1: One or one so bad. I've been trying so hard to get a Midnight Lichen Rock and I have not succeeded at all.
0: Yeah. All my roles have
1: been terrible.
0: I really, really want one. Um, And I think it would do exactly what I wanted to do in this cup. It would be the rock type I want. And it has camp. So it would take out those two positions that I I want to fill. It would take out my want for the the Graveler and my want for the Counter user so i think that's my my five tiers
1: all right all right so my godzilla um 100 percent without question lorantis uh so good fury cutter to deal with the psychics and the grasses leaf blade to deal with the waters plus generally neutral for most of the metal super power to hit your normal types um it just it really plays well if you can avoid flying types lorantis is going to have a good time um fire types yes they're a risk but even with macargo um it'll get to a superpower it'll force a shield if nothing else um before it dies whereas you know your um pidgeots and your knocked owls you throw a superpower they're not going to shield it you throw a leaf play they're not going to shield it so it, it really struggles against flyers but otherwise lorantis has just got great diverse coverage with Uh, Fury Cutter, Leaf Blade, and Superpower. So I really, really like Lorantas. My Ghidorah pick, in a close second, I think is Gliscor. It's got Night Slash to deal with ghosts. It has got very defensive typing and flying ground. So it's really only looking out for water moves. Um, It doesn't have to worry about electrics or grasses. Uh, You can run it with Fury Cutter in a Psychic Heavy meta, or with Wing Attack in a fighter grass heavy meta. Uh, so it's flexible in what it can run. Night slash Earthquake works great. If you're wanting to build it as a safe swap, you could run Sand Tomb on it. Um, you know, I love Sand Tomb. I'm not sure this is the right metaphor, but you can. So I think Gliscor brings in a lot of a lot of diversity, a lot of good options here uh, for it. Uh, so my Gigan pick, All right, this this probably is wrong, but Togekiss. I just, I love Togekiss. Um, The four-point charmers are better in every way. Togekiss lacks the bulk of the four-point charmers, and the flying typing is a hindrance rather than a help for the most part. But its charm hits hard. It's got flamethrower, and usually I run ancient power, but you can run aerial ace if you want. Um, So it's got coverage for the stuff they bring in. I just, I really like Togekiss. I think in the right meta, it will have some play. Um, slightly more than Whimsicott, I think. But I think both of them are perfectly, and um, Primarina are our three good charmers. I guess a Slurpuff and Aromatous are here. I just, I'm just i not ever sold on them. Um, whereas I really like Togekiss. So that's going to be my guy again. Uh My Gabara, I believe you're going to want a counter user from the two point tier. And I think my favorite counter user here is Primeape because um, it's got night slash for coverage. It's got ice punch for coverage. Um, so you can kind of pick and choose either one or both of those. It's got close combat to really just knock them out. If they don't shield depending on what movesets you bring. So I think it's very flexible for a fighter. I think we'll probably see more shadow machamps instead because it just does that much damage, but I like Primeape. Uh, and then my Gorosaurus tier, we're definitely seeing a lot of Oranguru, but I, I also tried him and never found a use for him once in the entire cup, um, practice cup for Forge. He just, he never felt like a good pick uh, for what I was running up. Cause it's like, he has a lot of wins, but those wins rarely are all on the same team. So mm. I was finding that like in the pick six, he might have two wins. Uh, of, of what is on the opponent's team, and that's just not a, a, a place I like him to be in. Like, if it doesn't at least have three wins, I'm usually not uh, happy to run them on. So I'll, I'll put my cargo in, because uh, I do think it's the best K-Tails answer, and I think there are going to be a lot of K-Tails. Um, I think that it... I love Incinerate Mons. If you get it locked in against the right stuff, it's amazing, and nothing wants to really take an overheat except for your bulky Illumumolas. So it's in a pretty good spot. So I'll put that down there. But I think there's a lot of good play here as well. I definitely think you are going to see Drift Bloom. I definitely yeah. think I want to run Lugia. I think there's viability for Lugia, either Dragon Tail or Extrasensory um, with Aeroblast. Blast. So if you're trying to run budget and you can't fit Pidgeot or Noctowl, Lugia is my next go-to flying type because of how hard it can hit with flying moves. I think people are gonna run Goregeist as a budget Trevenant. it's It's serviceable for that. So I think it's going to show up. I don't think we're gonna see a lot of the poisons because I think they're gonna be enough psychics to keep, sadly, quillfish and Roserade at bay. Uh, I just yeah. don't think they've got the bulk to deal with psychics. Uh, so I don't think they're gonna have as much play here. But yeah, so some real good two pointers, some real good options here. Now, let's, let's try and find the diamonds in the rough. Let's jump to our one-pointers, or our wonders, as I'm calling them. <laughs> um, so, again, generally speaking, you're not going to have as much versatility, but I do think there's some some shining gems here to play. So, give us your thoughts.
0: Okay, so running back down again through the, the top tiers, I think there are some picks that you're just going to see over and over. Yeah. I think we can expect to see maybe... Four or, or three or four of the same ones repeated over and over. But there are some really good picks buried in there as well that I don't think people are going to be jumping on and maybe they should be. I guess jumping straight on the tier list, my Godzilla, I think, would have to be um, Samurat, really. Yeah. I, I, I think, think it's just, a, I think it's going to be the
1: most prevalent one-pointer, uh, yeah. for sure. It's very good in this meta. And so, yeah, I think it's a great pick, for sure. It,
0: yeah, it's super spammy. It, it's going to hurt the psychics, and there isn't really much resisting it, like you were saying. It's, it's not it's a whole lot of grasses running around, and it's going to hit the K-tails very hard at those hydro pumps, especially when they're shadow K-tails. So, and it's going to resist there. They're throwback.
1: And if the grasses yeah. aren't razor leaf, it's got Megahorn and Fury Cutter. So it can still threaten them with shields up
0: as well. Exactly. Picking the rest of them can be a little tough, I think. There's a lot of solid options, but they are very circumstantial. I think you could get a budget K-Tails in Lit Leo. Mm. And I think Firefang and Flame Charge are just solid together. It has the bulk to go through and just get to a flame charge or get two flame charges. And you can have those fire fangs dishing out serious damage. With the abundance of, of possible waters, it might not be a good idea because the fire fangs are going to get resisted, and, and you're just going to get punished in return. But it could be a, a solid um, Ghidorah pick, then Gigan. I'm sort of liking Gyarados. Mm-hmm there's not really much out there that's going to want to take those uh, Dragon Breaths so if you're running a Shadow Gyarados you can just pump out damage with the Dragon Breath and have the Aqua Tail force some shields you could have Crunch to hit the Psychics if you're going to live long enough to do it I think then I want to say hit one-chan because it's just so cheap with one point Yeah, And you have the option of the the punches. You know, if you're running a Shadow Kit Munchan and you've an ice punch, the flyers are not going to thank you for the the ice punches. Mm -hmm. So while you're not going to live very long, (laughs) if you've farmed up some energy off something else and you've got a couple of ice punches, you're going to leave a good parting gift there. And then to finish off the picks, I sort of want Tentacruel to be my... uh, My, my buddy in this, it's just so bulky, so yeah. forgiving. You know, there's not really much. It's going to take neutral damage off the grass instead of super effective, being a water and a poison. So, really, it's just the ground types and the electric types. And there's not, you know, other than your stun fisk in uh, the four point slot and my um, blow and graveler, um, I guess. Um, Calvantula. Just listen to me talk myself back out of this pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, Tentacle. Right, but well. people
1: are Electric's one of those types, like, they're going to bring one probably, but they're not going to bring more. So, yeah. that's that's the thing.
0: Yeah, so and and I think if there are any Charmers you've or any Fairies you've got that Poison type there's not a huge amount resisting it um, and you've got that Hydro Pump to like the whole point is you're baiting those hydro pumps or you know you're hoping to land them and if nothing else you can have a nice parting gift of uh an acid spray to make whatever comes in next Yeah, have a good time of it
1: yeah i really like Tintacrol. uh good choices so just because there's so many picks i'm going to pick all different ones from you um okay i, I will firmly say i think sam rot you've got to prepare for it. it's going to show up everywhere it's flexible it's good it's a wonderful Mon in this meta. Um, but just to be different, I'm going to pick different things. Um, so you can also get some some different options. They'll have 10 Mons uh, worth looking at. Uh, so my number one pick, then my Godzilla pick, is Gengar. Um, he just, if they don't have a normal type, he can basically run rampant. Um, He's very aggressive. He's very high damage. He requires shields, but he hits hard. You can also put Sludge Bomb or Sludge Wave or Focus Blast on him instead of Shadow Ball if you're worried about coverage. Um, I just think he forces shields very well. For my Ghidorah slot, I'm going to put my Budget Dewgongs. Um, There is both Cloyster, who is very defensive in stats, Icy Wind, it's, it's a budget Dugong. Slightly less bulky, but still very viable. Or Seaking. Seaking um, does not pick up many wins in this meta, but it doesn't have many hard losses. Uh, but you've got to be running triple legacy Seaking. So you've got Poison Jab, you've got Icy Wind, you've got Drill Run. It can do a lot uh, no matter how you play it. So oh. the, my budget Dugong, get my Ghidorah slot. Um, then we'll go with, for my Gigan slot, uh, Deideneh. Uh, It is my favorite one-point electric in terms of viability. Um, I think having fairy subtyping will help it because it'll deal with the fighters. I think having quick discharges is good and having uh, nice fairy closing moves give it a lot of work. I am trying, and it's not succeeding because it's terrible, to make Heliolisk work. Um, I I want him to be good in one cup, uh, but we're not there. He's not good. Uh (laughs) Uh, So I, I think that Danae is the best of the electrics. I think Ampharos has a lot of good play. I think uh, Electivire is glassy, but definitely can, can take shields if that's what you're looking for. I think we'll see a lot of Alolan Raichus because it's just the psychic typing protects it for the most part. Um, and its wild charges are fast and deadly. Yeah. My Gabara pick, and I harken back to the last episode, is Avalug. Um, mm. I just, I love this Mon. He's very bulky, he's got Crunch and Body Slam. So he's like Greedent, but ice Um So he will also chomp his way through the grasses on his own. And he can also handle most of the ghosts, especially Frostlass. Um, so I think Avalog has some play. I'm not sure how much he has, but I love him. So he gets on my list. Um, and then for our Gorosaurus pick. <sighs> all right, here we go. Shadow Aerodactyl. Um, it actually picks up a surprising number of wins because it just, its rock throw hits so hard. Um, and its flying rock type makes it more resistant um, to fighting moves so that it feels safer there. Uh, you still obviously get deleted by waters, but it's another one of those shadow mons that can really dish out damage without having to worry too much about uh, breaking through opponent's shields. I would probably run triple rock on it and just Ancient Power, my first charge move, because I know they're going to shield it because no one runs Ancient Power, and gamble on that 12.5% buff, because if you hit it, it's it's go time. Um, and if you don't hit it, you still got the shield, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then never, only throw Ancient Power once if you run Shadow Aerodactyl per round, because once they think that you're going to do it, always throw the regular afterwards. You either get the shield or you get the damage. But if they don't shield it, then you get nothing good. So always throw... Um, regular rock move after your first ancient power. So those are my picks. I I think there are, there are lots of picks that can build in what you want here. I I think, I mean, you going first picked a lot of the better ones, Um, which is, which is fine. I think Samurott and Gyarados especially are probably the two strongest picks in the one pointers. I don't, I haven't seen a lot of Gyarados showing up, but I really think it's very strong. Um, Mm. So I think Hitmonchan and Top are both very good fighters. They can do many, they, they work differently. So both of them are very viable, very good. I like Seismitoad, right? It's budget wish cash. Uh, he works really well. I think there are going to be a fair amount of flyers in this cup though. So I'm not sure how well he will work because of that. Whereas Quagsire has Stone Edge. So it works really well against the flyers. Um, and then, I mean, I really liked Hisu and Electro in... Firefly Cup. So I definitely think it's got play here as well with Water-types showing up. Yeah, It just kind of handles all of that really well. And it's got fast Wild Charge. So those... Oh, sorry. Man, I don't know how I didn't put this one on my list. So it's honorable mention. um, It could be Minya. Uh, Wing Attack Charizard. I think it does have play in this cup. Shadow or Regular or Dragon Breath. But I think Wing Attack is the best option in this cup. Um because there's enough thi- there's enough water types that getting a wing attack followed by a dragon claw is much better than trying to fire fire your way to a dragon claw and it just resisting. Uh, wing attack at least will always chip in. so I think it's one of the safer picks with faster energy generation than dragon breath, which is why I'm picking it over it. Plus it's stab. Yeah, so uh, yeah, awesome, great picks. So. With all of that, what do we think the meta is going to be like?
0: I think we're definitely going to see, like you say, a lot of eight-point picks. Yeah. Um, eight-point teams. And I can imagine that really breaking down to being like, not as many people have Chrysalia. I think, yeah. realistically. Um You have to have rolled, you have to have caught, you have to be able to trade. Um, so Lickitung, I think there's going to be more of. And like even in Firefly, I ran into two different players, Lickitung with Stomp. They didn't have the Legacy Body Slam, and Mm -hmm. while that does hamstring you a bit, Stomp hits hard, and you don't usually shield a Body Slam.
1: Yeah, you can also swap out um, Energy Ball for Stomp. Run all normal because you've got no Steals uh, to worry about. If that's
0: true, yeah, yeah, don't need Power Whip um, for it.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: No, no, it's good. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of Lickitung. Yep. Uh, you're probably right about Frostlass. I think I only included it really as it's it will be my pick. Yep. I don't see much of it, but I do expect to see a lot of Shadow Queen. Yes, it's just so it's a powerful man. It will always force a shield. You know, you're never sure after the second Poison Fang whether it's going to be another Poison Fang or a, a Earth Power. You know, and even if it is just another poison fang, you're probably going to need to shield it anyway if you want to take, take the wing, wing out of yeah.
1: it. Without a steel to just to soak it, you're in, yeah. in trouble.
0: So I, I imagine that's going to be heavily prevalent. Um, I think the lack of steels is going to really flavor the meta. Yep. That, that's going to really change the way the, the meta develops. Um, and I think that's going to really reward the normals, um, and the psychics.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no dorks, there's no steals. So psychics are just always pretty safe. The only way to quickly take down a psychic with a stab mon is bug moves. And so I think that's why we're definitely going to see a lot of psychics. That's why people are liking Hypno, Cresselia. Um, and they're, they're very good options. And that's also why we're seeing in the one-point slot, Samurots everywhere. It's got Fury Cutter, it's got Mega Horn, and in worst case, it's got um, Hydro Cannon. So it just it will always chip in uh, pretty well against the psychics. Um, and it also is safer against the grasses because of the bug moves. So I think we're going to see a lot of psychics. I think we're going to see a lot of bugs. And I think at the top of safety is Lickitung. And then the biggest thing you've got to be careful about is if you don't have a broad coverage, you can accidentally get walled. Um, like I said, in one of my practice cups, it's like, oh, no one's running dugong. I'm not going to worry about it. First match, dugong happened to me at uh, regionals last year. No one's running Altaria. it's terrible in this meta. First match, Altaria. and it's just like, well, I'm. It's going to cost me one and a half mons to beat uh, your dugong or whatever I didn't plan for, and then I have to try and make up for um, being down a mon and a half and or shields. It's you're very in for a very hard time. So make sure you bring coverage. Um, I think that's going to be, that's the most important part of team building at this stage is bringing coverage or with an ABB, that's how you work your way out of your coverage. Um, Mm -hmm. But make sure you're able to kind of answer that stuff.
0: Definitely. And I think knowing what you're going to be covering as well, like looking at that, looking at the list and saying, what are people likely to run? What do you see time and time again? And building around that, like knowing that you're going to end up seeing Shadow K-Tails. Yep. You're gonna see Pidgeots, you're gonna see Ranguru, you're gonna see Samurot, you're gonna see Lickitung. What are you building against? You know, can you build a, a broad coverage? And like you say, you're gonna have something that you're weak to. So you're gonna end up with a an open position to Dugong or Shadow Matchamp. So then what do you do to build against that? How do you building, in. is there a move you can change on one of your, your mons when you get started in a cup? Is there a unique shield scenario, right? Yeah.
1: Does the if, if going down a shield means you win against whatever you're walled, potentially walled by, um, can your mons in the back overcome a shield deficit, right? This is one of those things you need to, like finding your winning line, we've talked about. Um, it's like, okay, well, if I've got a tongue in the back, yes, chances are as long as they don't have a hard counter in the back, even if I'm down a shield, Lickitung will get there against many options. Um, I can recover my shield if Wabafet's in the back. Um, so mm. plan for kind of that backup strategy if you have to overinvest in them on your week two, I think is one of the biggest keys to kind of try and... Shield management's going to be really important and I cut this diverse. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it feel like go battle league in a lot of ways. It's just, you know, you're not going to be facing the Registeel. Yeah, thankfully.
1: Or Walrein. Yeah. Red <laughs> yeah. Steel, the rain. Oh, thank goodness. A breath of fresh air. Or MetaCham. So lots of lots of good bands there. All right. So with that, that is our thoughts. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So first of all, what one-pointers do you all think are the sleeper picks? Um, we talked about what we like, what we're seeing. What do you all think is flying under the radar, but it's going to absolutely blow up the meta?
0: Yeah. And what's eight-pointers? if any, are you going to run? Are you like me, that you're going to steer clear of the eight pointers and favor the four pointers, or are you hell bent on, you have to run talent flame. It's just, you you know, it spoke to you in a dream. Let us know, let us know where your, your eight points are going to lie.
1: And I mean, personally, are you all as excited as we are that Firefly Firefly's gone the cup, not the show. That's still too soon. Uh, 21 years later, it's still too soon.
0: And do you like these point-based cups? I think that's a, a burning question. Um, I, think yeah. I, like, I think I like them a lot. Um, they're nice and diverse, and I'd, I'd like to hear what you guys think, and girls.
1: Yeah, they're a real fun puzzle building, I find, more so than the other ones. Um, but yeah, let us know, um, because it, We the goal here, we really appreciate everything Sylph does in these unique cups every month. So even if one's not our, our, to our taste, uh, I still appreciate all the work that goes into making them. Uh, feedback is the best way for us to let Sylph know. Oh no, it's point-based ones; those are fascinating. Give us more of those. um Color-based ones, no, didn't care for it. Um, you know, lots of options. Let us know. Um, so, thank you all so much for stopping in. Hear what we have to say. As always, if you enjoyed it, please um, we appreciate the likes and subscriptions. It lets us know what is going right. And as always, don't hesitate to contact us in any way. You can do here in the comments, or
0: you can hit us up on Gmail at Sylph time at gmail.com you can get us on twitter self time pod or on instagram the same definitely leave comment if you want uh, us to talk about any specific pokemon going forward and we will catch you all in the next episode
1: thanks so much for stopping in everyone